that's a tough one to swallow. That's a, that's a really tough one. Cause it's like, why can't I be a better parent? So you don't act like this. Why it's can't not I, you, but that is, I, and I'm that's sure what it feels like, right. I'm sure other mothers feel the same exact way. And we should use this on our show because am I recording? Yeah, I am recording. Welcome to harvesting you. Welcome back. We are living big and loving bigger. We are real and raw, and today we are digging in. There's a lot to dig in, so let's get started harvesting you. It's tough. And it's upsetting. It's upsetting to get those phone calls. It's upsetting to like be like, oh my God, this other child that you said this to or person that you said this to, how they feel. Like, oh my God, how did you do that to? Like, you put that upon them. And Jack would do it just to get a rise out of people. Like, that's a tough one to swallow. That's a that's a really tough one because it's like, why can't I be a better parent so you don't act like this? Why can't you? But that is, I, and I'm That's sure what it feels like, right. I'm sure other mothers feel the same exact way. And we should use this on our show because am I recording? Yeah, I am recording. So yes, because, because as a, as a mom, I always felt like I should, I should know a way to motivate him, redirect him, trying to get him to behave in a healthier way to other people because it's upsetting. It's upsetting to see a child act out, intentionally act out and intentionally not be kind and just try to get a reaction, just do stuff to get a reaction. Like I remember when Jack walked up to our our neighbor at the bus stop when he was maybe in first grade and he walked up real quietly stood next to her, looked up at her and said, hello, darkness, my old friend. And then she almost jumped out of her skin. But like, so so Jack does that stuff, but like sometimes it's kind of funny and creepy. Mm -hmm. And like, he, he tries to do all kinds of things to get a reaction, not just negative reaction, but that's a little creepy for, you know, a six-year-old to do. Well, a six-year-old that was diagnosed with um, oppositional defiant disorder. And as a parent, I'm sure that was embarrassing for you at times. And it's hard when other parents don't experience that and can't relate. And they're, and yeah, they're looking at you like, what is up with your kid? But at the same time, like mamas, if you can just like take a step back and recognize like maybe there's something going on there because everybody has something going on because shaming that parent or that parent feeling shamed, that sucks. It does feel terrible. You must have felt this big. Well, that that particular neighbor, she she had known Jack for a while, so it was okay. And she just told me and said it was, it was a little like, you know, off-putting, but I've been, I was around so many other people who didn't understand. And the amount of parental advice that I've been given, like in public where, you know, he would have a meltdown because he was playing with 
the trains at the toy store and I'd have, you know, try to leave, try to leave any place where he didn't want to leave. And it was a mess. I would get so much advice from random people about what I should be doing as a mom. And I appreciate when people want to help, but it's not how that they don't understand. No, don't understand. And trying to understand is probably the biggest gift that that we can give to other people that we encounter every day. And empathy is the runner up to understanding. It's like saying, you know what? I, I see you and okay. It's not what makes sense to me. So I understand it's different. And then I can have feelings about that and give you some love and give you some, you know, just positivity. Like I, my positive energy can help you get through what it's going on over there. But that is so true. That should be on a (laughs) t-shirt. My positivity can give you like that force, that compassion to help you navigate other, like people, I, I don't think that mama's dad's like, humanity truly understand that energy the energy you vibrate if you are looking at someone funny or you're watching a situation with a kid and a mom in the store and you're you are automatically prejudging because that's part of our makeup if you can just press pause for a minute and say oh my god let me just send that parent some love and some space to get through whatever's going on over there because you you have no idea what's going on over there. What you're witnessing is just what you're seeing and hearing, but you have no idea what's going on over there. You're only seeing a few seconds of their entire story. Like, how can you judge? Like, think about a few seconds of your day and like the worst few seconds of like how, how I would be, how I behave in a day or how I do something and make a bad choice or do something that I know I probably shouldn't do. And then the amount of judgment I could get for those five seconds, if that was made public, if I, if that happened in front of thousands of people, I think with social media and everyone has a video like has a camera out like trying to record everything nowadays it's really hard because a lot of those moments get captured now when they used to not get captured you know and and you're only seeing part of the story you're only seeing those, a few seconds yeah. right you're seeing the blow up you're seeing the reaction for something that happened you're not seeing the thing that caused the the event to occur and I mean, I see these, you know, watching the news and people getting upset on airplanes and, and having fights and all. And I just like, I feel bad for everybody involved in that situation. Like, right. The because there was a beginning, right. There's there so was much a beginning pain. and there was an end and they're only showing parts. And you're right. There's so much pain left on that person who was just publicly humiliated. Yeah. I we had IgG yesterday and we're up to 75 milliliters, which means only 50 milliliters. You can only fit 50 milliliters in an infusion. So I have two, one with 50, one with 25. And she, she, she's on the one with 50. And I go downstairs where all the meds are spread out. They're all like in a clean space. And I freaking knocked the 25 milliliter filled up med on the floor. 
and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, like it was it was capped off, but I felt like such a failure in that moment. And my husband was there, and he's like, it's okay, it's it's capped off, it's okay. And I'm like, and all these things went through my head, like that was stupid. I wasn't paying attention. I I, I knew you know, I should have known better. Like I put myself down so many different ways and it's liquid gold. Right. And my husband looked at me and was like, we have more. If it flipped on the floor and it exploded, we have more, we have a month supply. Right. But in that moment, you felt like such a, like, I felt like such an idiot and I don't like that because I don't I don't treat myself that way I don't talk to myself that way but when I made a medical mistake on somebody else's on some you know what I mean like it was my I was like oh my god you that was so stupid and then after the fact like I you know I felt terrible about myself for five minutes my husband made me a Moscow mule He's like, sit down, relax. You know, I, infusions are stressful to begin with and kind of like, you know, you get into a flow, but it was just like, I needed a time out. I needed like a hot minute where it was like, mama needs to get it together and maybe just walk away. And I did, I looked around like, who saw that? I had that in, I'm in my own house. Nobody else saw that, right? Except my husband. But I did have that moment where it's like, oh, my God, is anyone else seeing what I just did in this behavior? Like, did it just go live? Because I feel like a failure. I just. That is a modern kind of reaction to making just a, like, judgment error, not paying a mistake. Right. And your husband did the most beautiful thing by being calm, understanding, supportive, and, you know, giving you time to have a timeout because that kind of nervous energy then leads to the next mistake and the next mistake and the Mm. next mistake and trying to fix the first thing. I always find when I make something, an error like that, then the next thing, and then the next, cause I'm trying to fix it. And it's just, it just gets like, it just expands beyond like, oh no, it's like telling one little lie. And then you tell the lie to the left. It just like, expands, Mm -hmm. just like those little mistakes do. And I can feel that like doing something that is a, an error that would affect just me is one thing, but if it would affect my child, mm-hmm. yeah, I would be in tears. I would, but be then, but, but then I had after it, it was short, it was a short time and I sat down and I'm very much in touch with who I am inside of this body and my body, my, my, that, that space, that soul cell space just said, Aubrey, it's okay. You're okay. She's okay. I messed up. Nobody died. Nobody, nothing broke. You know what I mean? Like, what is the worst that could have happened? We would have had to redo 25 milliliters meds. 
And I think it, it is like giving yourself that grace. Like mom is when we go to that, that automatic freak out mode or embarrassment, or I can't believe my kid just did this or, you know, with the teenagers and the, and the cell phones and the text threads, it's like, Hey, there was this thread going on and talking about this kid. And, and immediately I'm like, give me your phone. And honestly, like I, I, I trust my child that he makes good decisions, but that like, I don't know that like backup in that backup is like, give me your phone. I, I, I want to see this text thread. I want, I, you know, like give yourself grace, give your children more grace. Yes. Give Jack more grace in those times when he was in first grade because he couldn't control what he was doing. No, it was he, something... did not, he didn't have the tools. He didn't understand his, he didn't understand truly the effect he was having on other people. He could see the reaction and that's all he was going for. He didn't mm-hmm. see what was going on underneath. Like he doesn't, he did not pick up on like the emotional reaction, how it really affects people on the inside to say outrageous things and do outrageous things. He never really, he had to work really hard at his social skills with all kinds of therapy in order to learn how to understand other people. Like, and then say, you know, not even fully understanding, but saying, this is a time when we can say this. This is a time when we can't say this. Like he didn't understand why he couldn't say things at school, just anything that he wanted to, or do anything that he wanted to. He did like emotional cues, like emotional cues that kind of like reading people, that kind of thing. He did not understand. Now he sees, oh, there's tears. I see you're crying. You're upset. Like, but there needs to be, there's no subtle, subtlety doesn't really, he doesn't get subtlety with any emotion or he just doesn't pick up on it very easily. He'll pick up on it the best with me because he's been around me so much and I'm his mom, but he just doesn't, he doesn't even pick up with his dad's subtlety. I have to explain to him <laughs> like, oh, your dad, today's going to be a tough day for your dad. I can, right. I see the signs and we need to give dad some space and we not, we need to not talk back at all today. Let's take, you know, right. be really mindful of this because he's going through a tough time for X, Y, and Z reasons, but it has to be like written out and explained and like, literally explained to him just a lot but then he does it so that's the hard times he learned a lot through those hard times yeah he's had a lot of growth it sounds like especially if you can explain it to him and he's like okay I got it yes and like you know back in when he was in like kindergarten first grade second grade they made up this character called super flex And it's about trying to be flexible and trying to be able, you know, they used to have different, really interesting and cute ways of describing life things to, you know, little kids. And I always found these ways really charming. And I bought all kinds of books and read all kinds of stuff and tried as much as I could to learn about, you know, the world from his perspective. 
mm-hmm. because it's totally different from my perspective. And that's really helped me as a person in so many ways, because through his eyes, I can see, wow, it's so different. It's so different in here in Jack's world. It's so I think that's such different. an important statement for all kinds of kids and all kinds of mamas and daddies. Like it's, you can't talk to a three-year-old like you talk to a 13-year-old. You can't talk to a six-year-old like you can talk to a 10-year-old. And no matter what they're going through or what they're dealing with, or if they have a disability, I think what you're saying is so important to get into that world and have yeah. a supportive community and get into uh, people who are like-minded going through something similar that you can ru- you know, run things off of. And witness other kids acting that in that way or, or being able to talk to someone that deals with something like that. Yes. I think a lot, I think a lot of mamas like go into this little box and think, well, I'm embarrassed that my kid has this issue and this problem. So we're just going to ignore it and deal with it in-house. But I think that is putting a lot on you as a mama and we're supposed to enjoy our lives. Even if we have difficult children, we can still enjoy life with difficult children. It's we just tough. have to navigate things different. Yes. We just have to be like diligent about being prepared and diligent about knowing the signs. And, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of little extra things we have to do in order to do what is considered to be normal and regular and just every day. But it does take a little extra work, but it's so, sure. it's so, so worth the extra effort to put into our kids and to know them from there. You know, it just starts from like being uh, when they're little, getting on the floor and playing mm-hmm. And whatever it is that they're interested in trying to experience a little bit of that, I think is really important at every stage because the one bending stage, down looking yes. in their eyes like getting to their level not always being above them yes and not disregarding their interests as being oh well you're just a child you're just that's just right. uh you know just a video game you can do that anytime what it's not important as soon as we start saying it's not important well in the big world of grown-up land, a video game really isn't, it's not like food and water and shelter and all the stuff that we need. Yes, it's not important in that way, but it is important to them and in their their world and their perspective. And so having a little bit of, uh, you know, respect for that and not belittling their interests mm-hmm. or what the they're dying. trying to do. Yeah. And not say, oh, well, they just, you know, they're just doing a little something or other, like whatever the challenge is that they're doing. Like Jack's so heavily involved in speed runs and I don't understand most of it, but I try all the time to sit down, watch him do speed runs, look at all the stuff that he's doing to evaluate speed. Like it's a whole world. And it creates conversation. It creates a whole different level of conversation and an outlet for them to be able to be like, oh, hey, she's interested in this. I'm going to talk to her about it. And then you like learn more about your kid. I think we talked about this in a previous podcast, like learning more about your children is and understanding like who they are 
because they're not you and they're not your husband. They can be parts of you and they can pick up some role modeling aspects, but they're them and they have different likes and dislikes and, and that's great. And that should be supported. Yeah. I, I think looking at our kids as, as being people and not our kids, not just mm-hmm. kids, I think is really important and powerful because they're going to be grownups most of their lives. They're only kids for a short while and recognizing that they're this whole, you know, soon to be on their own. Oh my God. Why do they have to grow up so fast? I swear. Why can't we just like, I got it. I got a quick story for you and mom is out there. You're going to judge me for this and that's okay. We shouldn't be judging each other, but I was proud of this. So we redid Ava's entire room for her birthday. And I, I put up this picture like this plaque and it says something to the, I don't know the exact words, but it says like, when you're having a bad day, when you're feeling unworthy, when you're feeling down, remember whose daughter you are and pick up your, pick up that crown, you know, fix that crown or something like that. Well, Ava has to do three sites now. And that means three different needles. And the third needle, she just, she started to shake and the, the panic attack was coming. And I was like, we've, we've got to get control over this. And Ava's 12. And she says to me, she's real quiet. She puts her head down and she looks me dead in the eye. And she says the words, what the hell? I know whose daughter I am. Let's go and stick the needle in. And I, she totally took me off guard for a minute because she said the word hell. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, and I didn't know like how to react at first because she put the needle in. And then I said, oh, and she, I said, you read that plaque I gave you. And it doesn't say that word, but she just was so passionate about like taking over control of her emotion. And I said, I'm not going to yell at you for that. It's not an appropriate word. However, you used it in the right context. So I'm just going to go with it and say, you did it. And I'm glad that you're proud enough to say, I know whose daughter I am and I got this. I thought that was pretty cool. I think that's amazing. She's doing a very, very grown up thing and using a very grown up word in the moment to get through it. I think yeah. it's very appropriate and applause to her for like, for digging in, for she, digging in and doing that's it. That's what she did. She's dug in. Yeah. And she was sweating and I, and we know what panic attacks look like and it was coming on and she was quiet and she's in, and then she just looked me dead in the eye and said it. And I was like, damn, all right. I'll accept that. (laughs) I was was proud after the fact. I texted one of my best friends and I'm like, oh my God, this was the longest IgG ever. It was two and a half hours of infusing. But hey, this kind of happened and I can't say I'm upset about it. And she's like, no, go her. Like, that's freaking awesome. 
that's a real big breakthrough in her like growing up yeah it really is that's that's one of those giant moments that like where she goes from being a kid to yeah yeah the maturity statement and you I mean you know dealing with your illness for so long there's there's a different there's just a different level of understanding and a depth of who you are. And for Ava, she's 12, but her mindset and her mindfulness around her situation is beyond her years. So, you know, I, it's a big lesson in not taking your body and your health for granted for yeah. really, really having that understanding and, and knowing. And I think a lot of kids do that, you know, growing up, you, you take your body for granted, you take your, the whole thing, like being on this planet and being a part of it is an assumption. It's not, there's mm-hmm. no consideration for, you know, what, what will go wrong when things go wrong until things do go wrong. So, right. Yeah. Sure. You're right about that. Well, I think digging in is really what we've been talking about today. For sure. Digging in and making things happen. And, and being able mamas to, to allow the vulnerability and talk about it and be okay with things not being okay. Yes. Yeah, because we can't overcome what we don't acknowledge exists. That's right. So you tuck it down, it's going to come up some way, somehow, devastatingly. So, you know, having a village and a tribe, like we always say, I mean, this harvesting you, this community, like we're real, we are raw. You know, we talk about our real life stuff and we bring in people and we spotlight extraordinary mamas to help you feel like all this craziness it's normal oh hey I experienced that oh hey I can relate with that yeah Yeah, because we're all just trying we're all just trying our best really and sometimes it's good and sometimes things go well and we can be excited and joyful and applaud and share. And sometimes it's not going so great. And we can say, look at that and share and try to get through it and learn and move on. And sorry, here we are. So I think, think that is a good ending to today's Harvesting You. Agreed. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for digging in with us. We hope you continue to dig in with us. And check us out on social media and talk to us. We would love to hear from you. We're on all the social networks, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And um, check out our website, harvestingyou.com. And let's put today's inspiration into intentional action. And let's keep harvesting you.
This podcast is sponsored by A2D, Addicted to Dance Company. Check us out on the web, a2dance.com. We're growing foundation, giving back to our community, and changing lives is our mission.